AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Just to lift your spirit, make you want to revisit. Tell your friends, take a listen. Young folks say it's lit. Old folks say we dig it. Can't no bitch do what you do. Can't no bitch do what you do. Can't no bitch do what I do. Can't no bitch do what you do. Laugh and learn. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good something. It's good everywhere because guess what? I look good, I smell good. Lauren Hogan, touch me. Oh, <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us here at Laugh and Learn today. We are, it's a different look today, but mm-hmm. it's the same show. That's all. Yeah. Different background, same foreground, which is Flay Monroe, Lauren Hogan, and Nick Smith. So let's go with it. It's Black History Month. And we want to start off with some Black History Tangibles. First of all, we want to start off and say happy 
Happy Valentine's Day to all you uh, people. Yesterday was Valentine's Day. What did you do for Valentine's Day? This ain't love lounge. <laughs> I can't tell y'all. But understand that I might not have got no hearts because I ain't in love. But I got all the other stuff that comes with being in love. Well, I think know that. We can say, what was the, the title of Love Lounge last night? What was it? You might not be in love, but at least you're fucking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that works. And guess what I was doing yesterday, y'all? Lots of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. oh, what did you do? That's a better question. What did you do for Valentine's I didn't do anything, really. Oh, I went and I had my, my beach workout, as I always do. And, you know, I had some stuff I had to take care of. And that was I'm just saying this to the 153 people that's here right now. 63. Lauren needs a boyfriend. Okay. Let me tell you what the prerequisites is. I'm picking what she needs. Okay. Uh, confident. Yeah. Tall. Yes. Moderately handsome. Not not, moderately. moderately. We don't want him too fat. Is he too fat? He gonna be pretty. You gonna have to whoop his ass because he'll be cheating on you. Moderately handsome. And potentially, potentially, uh, you could be potentially turned into a beautiful a swan, uh, successful in whatever you're doing in your career, mm -hmm. uh, a, a, a full-on man. Now, what that means yes. is you need to know who the hell you are. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what that means. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, you still got to pass the scratch and sniff test with me. <laughs> Baby, if I see any inclination of it, I'm telling it. <laughs> Oh goodness i think somebody's here finally i saw some flames in the comments so i would love for you guys well hello no, mrs no. smith guys i'm so sorry it's been a rough day so how are you all how was your valentine's nick we we were we talk about you oh look at my titties why my titties look so big how was your valentine's dear <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. It was it was good. I uh I, I you know I just really had a chance to sit back, relax, and, and count blessings. So things are good. Things are good. Well, we're in a different location, but it looks like you're in a different location. Yeah. Where are you? I am in Charlotte, North Carolina. Why are you in North Carolina, Nick? I got stuck. Uh flights got canceled on me and I could not get back. I went to Florida this weekend for a simple four-day getaway. And then everything got canceled when it came. As soon as I left Florida, uh, everything got canceled coming back west. So uh, everything west and Midwest just shut down. You went the wrong way. You were supposed to came this way. You went the opposite way. You were supposed to came this way. You would have been stuck. You'd have been right here in the backyard with us. Uh, California is still west, but <laughs> I definitely you know, I couldn't no, even get no. that way. I, I, I couldn't even get that way. Everything stopped at Dallas. You know, and since there are no more direct flights. But you're okay, the right? You're in the hotel and everything. You're okay. Uh, Flame, Lauren, Flame Mets, everybody, I am fine. You know, people have reached out to, because I posted earlier about my flight being canceled. So I am definitely among the fortunate. I was sharing with a friend of mine. I said, I can remember the days in college where if a flight got canceled, you would have been sleeping in that airport. But God is good. One of those, one of those pots. Yeah. I've done that before. Have you ever done that in the airport? It's not. Yeah. I'm glad you got a hotel on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Sleeping in the airport? Oh, God. Mm. And I have tons of friends who do TV news here in Charlotte. So a couple are taking me out to dinner tonight. So I, and Nick is Nick is good. Yeah, I'll be all right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, this is Black History Month. So we want to start off with remembering some people from Black History. I'm going to let y'all take it. And we're going to have Flame Mess chime in on a lot of this because I said this morning I did a prequel yeah. on Coffee Time to for you guys' homework was for you all to come on and tell us 
who, what, when, why, and where, because a lot of people go unnoticed in black history because they don't even make the history books per se, but a lot mm -hmm. of people know about them because I didn't know French fries were, were created by a black person. I knew the street lights was, though, mm -hmm. the stoplight, but I didn't know French fries. I knew peanut butter was. My nose is singed. It is. Uh, I don't know how the flame mets are feeling, but flame, I'm having a hard time seeing you. Like, I've only seen the glasses. There we are. So I just need you to make sure. Make sure you stay in frame. Yeah. I, I don't want to know if Lauren was smelling good. I don't want to be all up on her. She, no, like, she be smelling like oxtails and rice and didn't bring me none. I'm just yeah, saying. That's just her being shady. Because the oxtail place that I go to is closed on Monday. So I didn't bring her a plate. Just, that's just shade. That's that, all that they would have kept overnight. I'm just saying, you know, asking for a friend. Lauren, I'm going to say this. I don't like have no can you, you look can you, tell that, can you tell that I have on no makeup? Flame, I'm just going to say this. I, I continue to be impressed with you. And I know that we are going to go through this in our hot topics as we move into the show. But I was one of the hundreds who tuned in this weekend to catch you in the burlesque show for AHF and the International Condom Day campaign. And all. Flame, you were fantastic. Just watching you move and do what you do. And it's so funny because I'm like, wait a minute, that's still my flame. But this is a whole different place. The level of professionalism, just the, the way you move, the way you engage, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. We felt like we were there. Oh, well, thank so you. Did you, guys watch, did you guys watch the International Condom Day campaign? It's on YouTube right now, too. And that's how I met Lauren Hogan. I met Lauren last year because she was over that. She still works for HF, but she's not in that department. And she was over, and we were on the road, and we had a great time bonding. And those kids were so fantastic. Let's talk about those dancers. Those kids are professional, <laughs> so nice, yeah. all young, all younger than me anyway. And Eartha Robinson and all the people involved, everybody just worked it on out. Uh, Sarah, it was, it was great. Thank you again, Michael Weinstein and AHF for... <laughs> Bringing me back one more and again for another successful show. If y'all want me next year, y'all gonna have to come a little harder. I'm just letting y'all know. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm telling you in advance. But thank you guys for watching the show. It was free and it's for a great cause. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate. It. I had a good time. I was in heels for twelve hours, four days out the week. Yep. I cussed, fussed, talked plenty shit. <laughs> but the check cleared from the Michael Weinstein. Thank you, Michael Weinstein. Michael Weinstein is the CEO of uh, AIDS Healthcare Foundation. AIDS Healthcare Foundation, if you guys didn't know that, and he is uh, officially and unofficially my Jewish husband. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Last and thing I, I have okay, to ask you. Why? Let me let me tell you why though. He's unofficially her Jewish husband because the first show we did, Flame went and sat on his lap. They had a moment, so that's why. <laughs> there was, was a part in the show that you all didn't see from the live where I had to go around to collect money for donations for AHF, and I said I can smell money, and I had never seen or met Michael Weinstein. I walked straight to him because, like I said, I can smell <laughs> money. And sat right on his lap. Sat right on his lap. Yes, I did. And I've been an employee every day. <laughs> <laughs> Flame, see, that would suggest that maybe your curves and vivaciousness is what gets you employed. It couldn't be he that. All way he all the way gave my <laughs> curves and vivaciousness. They did shit for him, honey. Trust me. <laughs> uh, last thing before we move on. Also, since last week, your queens are back, correct? Uh-huh. <laughs> Mad Maddie, <laughs> Mad okay. Maddie and complaining Kathy. You're going to fuck up my move before the show even gets started. Okay, we're going to take you out and bring you back. You just, you just messed up the whole vibe.
Oh, ridiculous. No, I know you missed them. And I'm glad everybody's back because last week you were talking about how they were still in the air. So at least they made it back before the storm that caught me. That would have driven you crazy had they been trapped out of the city someplace. So everything happens the way it's supposed to. Crazy, you know? crazy no. As uh, <laughs> long as they were safe, I'm good. But crazy no. Well, uh, Lauren, I will let you know, I don't have my list in front of me today. So I'm going to need you to catch I got you. Okay, thank you so much. I got so, you. So right. we want to talk about Black history, Nicholas. So you you tell us a Black historian for you that, that resonates with you and for you and why. And give us the Rosetta version. Ooh. Uh, clear and to the point. Uh, last week I mentioned Brian Gumble because I said that he was the first African-American morning anchor on a national show. Um, and someone had commented, they said, Nick, you forgot about Max Robinson. And I'd like to recognize Max Robinson. Max Robinson was the first African-American to do an mm -hmm. evening broadcast. He did World News Tonight, which Peter Jennings ended up doing. Uh, so Max Robinson was the first African-American to do an evening broadcast. Uh, Brian Gumbel was the first to do a morning show. And uh, though... And uh, watching him, it was just, uh, it, it inspired me to get into TV. That's my Black History moment. Uh, Lauren, what about you? Well, actually, I brought this up to Flame because I thought maybe this could be a good topic overall for us to discuss under the umbrella of Black History. I was recently watching Glory this weekend. Very random, but I was watching Glory. And, of course, everybody who's seen the movie with Denzel Washington and Morgan Freeman, um, it's about the 54th Regiment um, in the uh, American Civil War. And specifically, uh, they were the second black regiment um, in the military. And I thought it could be interesting because, you know, we've had conversations about the military on the show. We've had some very honest conversation, difference of opinions. But also, too, um, Godfrey was on last week, and we were talking about black masculinity. So I felt like there was a lot of intersecting uh, topics and ideas that we've had discussions on. Then I kind of just wanted to bring it up. It is Black History Month. You know, we may hear about it uh, here and there um, in terms of the 54th. But I thought it could be a good topic for us to discuss in terms of the military, um, you know, what was going on at that time, and also, too, the Black masculinity that was felt very threatened to a lot of, you know, people who were white at that time. Mm -hmm, so. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's a good one. Well, I, think I, ain't, I, who, I, ain't, I ain't got nobody. Who I got? I watched Harriet Tubman this week. Harriet Tubman is my black uh, uh, American of choice because I, I officially believe that Harriet Tubman was the first trans man ever. I don't believe that she was actually a trans man or that she identified as male, but they were looking for a, young, a short black man that was helping slaves escape. So she couldn't have been the most girly looking, which worked in her favor because Harriet Tubman freed over 150 slaves. So they were looking for a, a young man. They never knew that it was a woman for a long time. They didn't know that Harriet was a woman. And this is according to history and according to the movie. The movie sugarcoated it a lot. But according to the re record books, they were looking for a very short man. Harriet was a woman with a purpose, and she was a black woman. It seems like black women have been saving the day for such a long time, which is probably why I aspire to be a black woman. I'll go figure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Black women have been saving us for millennia. And I think that uh, we all know that in many regards, you know, so yeah, definitely. We don't need to look any further than this last, uh, if you ask me, uh, the senators from Georgia, I think have a lot to do with the power and strength of black women motivating the base. 
Well, we're going to bring in some flame mess niggas. We want to know who, what, when, where, and why, because a lot of them going to bring in, that was their homework this morning, to tell us about historic black historians that we don't know. Because I want somebody to talk about uh, uh, who discovered Chicago? DuSabo. Didn't he discover just Chicago? Or he was the founder. He's, he's considered the, the founder of, of Chicago. Yep. DeSabo. I bet you he ain't found the South Side. I bet you he found Lakeshore Drive. And he didn't even live there. He couldn't even afford to live there. He ain't found no damn South Side. He found it. Lakeshore Drive, and y'all took it over and made the rent too high for us to live there. I say what I say. Okay. <laughs> Nick, we're going to bring you back in. We're going to bring you back. Anyway. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh-huh. Though we created some shit, then I can't afford to live there. I even people on your phone. They don't know how your phone works. She don't have a, she don't have a uh, Android. She I got know, an so iPhone. I don't know how Android Did you watch the Fred Hampton movie? No. Who's coming on to tell us about some black history? Who's going to Oh, you know who I was having a good conversation with this morning? Is he on here? The baby's daddy. Marky Mark. He was telling us oh, about... Oh, I saw Mark. Yeah, he's in there somewhere. Yeah, Mark, but Mark was talking about his husband having a... Um, taking the uh, taking the vaccine. Yeah, I ain't taking no damn vaccine, child. Yeah. Oh, there go my Holly. Let me bring Holly on. That's an invite. She's not requesting. I'm trying to get Marky Mark for you. What's his Instagram name? Marky Mark. Oh, Tisha Campbell's there. Hmm. Hold on. I'm just searching names at this point. Hold on. Let's see. Mark. Oh, there There's he Mark is. Right there. And he better have a shirt on. He's no. no husband. Oh, my God. Hey, Mark. Oh, my God. <laughs> because he ain't put no ring on it. Let me tell you something. Don't sign with all the titles and stuff on because, <laughs> Let me, tell let you me get a shirt on. Hold put on. no ring on it. I can guarantee you that that nigga didn't put a ring around it quite a few times. Listen, yeah. I don't believe in marriage. Let me we can't see on. you. We see a ceiling frame. I don't want to get attacked for not having a shirt on. <laughs> can you hear me now? I hear no, you just fine. Hear. Don't be coming on here talking about Bay ain't the husband. He might not have put a ring on it, but I guarantee you he didn't put some rings around it. Now, you fight me. I married myself anyways. <laughs> Nigga, that's a script if I ever heard one of you. <laughs> <laughs> It's Marky truth. Mark and Marky yes. Mark, I know that you have uh like Marky Mark, you a mixture. You got a whole, you a mutt. You like all the rest of us. We all mutts for real. Yes. So, but what Black history means to you? Who? What Black historian can you tell us about? Because I'm about to ask you about this vaccine. So that, let's go to Black history first. Well, believe it or not, I'm actually like you, the area you're in, where I was raised. Black history was never taught. Um, it was never taught in my schools. I I don't even have one memory besides obviously MLK of learning about black history. And I'll be completely honest, listening to TT and so many people on here has enlightened me so much more about black history and just sort of the real fight. Cause you always hear about it, but it seems like when you hear about it from mainstream outlets or social media, it's always from like this really, uh, angry place or bitter place you never actually hear it for what it is if that makes sense so um i'm i'm still being educated and believe it or not i personally don't feel that i even have the slightest understanding of what black people in our country have been through um because i've never been i've never been once i've never had anything racist thrown my way um i've always been in circles of everybody i've always um i, I don't know if it's just been my my environment but um, with that being said, who I am currently uh, just in awe of is the young woman I'm having a brain fart, who was the first, the, uh, the poet at the inauguration, who was also at the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. yeah. She, 
I mean, like to me that her story and just who she is and the way that she is able to communicate via her art is just like, I, I sit there and I'm just like a, like a little kid listening to a story time. It's, it's amazing. And I love that she has been given this platform during this time in our country to spread the message through a very serious way, but also through a way that people can easily listen and understand. Can sense. I say that for the one year that you've been following me, that was the fairest assessment that you have ever given on this platform. And I appreciate you for that. And Amanda Gorman is not old Black history, but she will be part of this yeah. new generation's Black history. She right. has established herself as a historian. But Mark, that was yeah. the fairest assessment of you saying that you, you don't know Black history. And it's not ignorant to say that because yeah. you don't know. And I appreciate that. A lot of people, a lot more people should look like look at things like, oh, I don't know. I can't speak on it because I don't know, as opposed to jumping the gun. You almost lost your Megan McCain card today, but you still <laughs> Megan McCain, nigga. Just let understand that. Well, well, I'll say this, too, to, uh, to what Mark is saying. I actually, I agree with him because, for me, and this is part of the reason why I encourage people, if you can and have the opportunity to go to an historically black college, because, to Mark's point, a lot of the things that we learn in school, it's a very, you know, westernized European version of history and what's actually taking place. And, you know, nine times out of ten, you don't get the truth. Right. So, therefore, like, when I went to Spelman, which you guys all know, there was a lot of things that I didn't know, even going to Georgia the first time I told you how I didn't recognize who Andrew Young was, you know, so it's very important that we have to, you know, educate ourselves and teach kids, you know, teach our kids the best way we can about black history and all the accomplishments that black folks have made in building this country that we now know as America. So I absolutely agree with you, Mark, you know. Okay, so that's one conversation, Marky Mark. Oh, come on. I'm sorry, baby. Come on. What was you about to say? of comments so there were some comments saying well obviously i don't care too much if i didn't know her name i knew her name the problem was i all i had in my head was that uh harriet tubman was the first trans that, that, that those comments are irrelevant right now because you're talking to me and lauren you're not talking to them exactly you're not talking to them you're talking to us let me tell you something those comments will throw you off and people will always have something to say about what who had what what Listen to what he said, that he right. was unaware and he was unfamiliar. That don't mean that he didn't know. Y'all know how many times I mess up names? I mess up names every day. I call somebody the wrong name or say the wrong thing. Y'all know what the really hell I be talking do. about. I really do mess up names all the time. And it is just a normal hiccup from being a human being when your mind is going faster than your mouth. So slow down and y'all take a chill pill. Now let's go to somewhere else, Marky Mark, because I need to tell you something. I'm going to tell you what black historian I want you to study, Marky Mark. I want you to study Nat Turner because Nat Turner was a beast. Baby, Nat Turner said, y'all ain't whooping me no more. I'm killing everybody. That damn nerd Turner killed everybody, Mark. Very me. I wonder if he a tranny. And the point in bringing <laughs> up was because so I know everyone else is going to bring on old Black history, who obviously I know, I know the standard, right? But my point was, is that it's crazy that even today, there are still Black people making history. So we're not that far advanced as we think we are when it comes to uh, the black story, if that makes sense. That was why I specifically highlighted her. So again, pay attention to what I'm saying. I, I, there's other people who are going to be able to speak more educatedly on specific Specific. We ain't worried about them. We talking to you right now. I, 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 and we getting off of that black history because their comments going to keep coming in because, you know, they always feel like if you're not black, you can't speak on it. That's not true that you can't speak on it. You can teach other people that are not like you. Y'all need to open your minds, open your heart and look at these. Look, look but at I, do, I do want to say one last thing on what Mark just said, though. I think that's something else that we do before we get off this black history tip. I think that's one thing that we do forget, though, a lot of time is, is that all of the civil rights and all of, you know, and slavery and those things. Yes, slavery was happened for years ago 
a little over 400 years ago, but a lot of the civil rights and the activism in terms of racism that we're still currently dealing with, it didn't happen that long ago. I was watching, uh, I saw a video on Instagram about um, something that happened in Queens literally only 40, 40 years ago where there was this uh, black, these black kids trying to go down the street. They were moving into this white neighborhood and all these white oh, kids were calling them the N-words and not let, wouldn't even let them ride their bikes down the street. And that just happened 44 years ago. So I think that's also something too that we forget oftentimes that racism in America, yes, it's still prevalent right now, but the real, uh, you know, deep rooted racism that our country experienced only happened less than 50 years ago. So, yep. And, uh, to, and to that say. point, they was not born racist. Racism is a learned behavior. Behavior. Yeah. Somebody taught you to hate somebody else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It starts with whoever raising you, whoever's house you in. It, it don't have to necessarily be your mother or father. Who's ever raising you? Racism is a learned behavior. Whoever you surround yourself with. So if you surround yourself with racists, damn it, you're gonna be racist. Yeah. Now, Mark, you brought up an interesting point this morning. We talked about before you came on because yeah. Mark's partner, who is a accredited doctor, PhD, took the vaccine. And me and Mark been on the same page about we are not taking the vaccine. So how you feel about that, Mark? Mark, has he persuaded you to cross over? Are you going to take the you going to take the needle? Uh yeah no so and just to <laughs> he's an actual uh, medical doctor so it's not he, he he's in, he's been through medical school and he's a physician so here's the thing um I personally again I've said this before I feel confident in what I've been doing and there's so much um, lack of trust I should say with the vaccine that if I don't feel comfortable or if I don't feel good after I, or thinking about doing something. I'm just not going to do it, you know? Um, and, and the real problem that I have with this whole thing is the logistics of it all. Um, you know, Bay, who's the physician, got his vaccine yesterday. They didn't ask for his medical license. And because right now, only healthcare workers, people 65 and older are getting it. They didn't ask for his, if he had an appointment, they didn't ask about his medical license. All he had to say was, I'm a doctor. Here's the other thing. They don't schedule your second appointment right then and there. So you have to schedule your second appointment and hope that you get that appointment within the three or four week time frame that is needed. So here's the thing, you're giving these people vaccines, not ensuring that they have a second one, not ensuring that they're scheduled for a second one, and we're supposed to just be like, okay. So the logistics of it all to me is the most alarming part aside from the actual vaccine itself. So there's just, there's no convincing me and again, I'm constantly around medical professionals, <laughs> medical doctors, uh, pharma representatives, and they have tried to give, give it to me in every possible way. They've explained the vaccine, and I get it. I understand it, but you can't change my mind right now. That, and that's it, Mark, because that's what I'm telling you. They, they were on my ass on, on some of my social media platforms about me pushing this. And I'm not pushing anything. My, 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 my agenda is never to make you change your mind. My agenda is to make you think for yourself. Yeah, right, and, right. and also, too, actually, in New York, as of today, they're um, basically trying to allow more individuals the opportunity to take the vaccine. So now if you're between the ages of 16 and 65, as long as you have pre-existing conditions, they're allowing you the opportunity to take the vaccine. However, the issue is they don't have a supply, um, but they have people wanting to come and take the vaccine from ages 16 to 65 with pre-existing uh, conditions. So, You ready to take yours?
No. Oh, and he, <laughs> here's the thing too, you know, and in the part going back to, I'm mean, going to tie Black History into this. We have an African American provider in in the office, and you know, Bay asked her like, "Hey, do I need to get you signed up for the vaccine?" And she said, "No." And he's like, "Can I ask why?" And she said, "This Tuskegee experiment." So there's so much distrust, and you know, this woman who's also a educated uh, practitioner she doesn't feel safe with it. And it's the, it's crazy that if you are a person of color in our country, you have to second guess our healthcare system and what they're giving to you. You know what's jacked up, Mark, is everybody only reverts to the Tuskegee Air, uh, to the ski experiment. But right. when I tell you, there has been so many experiments done on black people, on black women, they were making black women sterile on purpose so that they couldn't procreate. I can't remember uh, what it was John, called, a river. J. Marion Sims. That's he was it. known as the father of gynecology, he had a whole statue up in New York in Central Park. And Central Park was also, um, <laughs> it debilitated an entire village called Seneca Village. That's another black history that we can talk about there, too. But yeah, J. Marion Sims to Flames Point was known as the father of gynecology, and he did all of his experiments on black women because black women could tolerate pain versus, you know, white women got the anesthesia. So, but anyway, go ahead. Oh, I'm, t I'm telling you, that is just what we know publicly. So that's right. what we hear talking. Thank you, Mark. I want to bring them on because yeah. I'm seeing what they said. Mark, we're going to bring this baby on. We love you, Mark. Mark, okay. Mark is my baby daddy, if y'all didn't back, know. And back to your point, just I, want, I know you'll touch base on it. Uh, going back to what since when have black people ever been first for anything in this country and now all of a sudden they're wanting to give them the vaccine. Now, look, so. I wasn't first to get my stimulus check. I damn sure ain't gonna be first to let y'all put nothing in my ass. All right, I'll put in my arm. Bye, Mark. Bye. Uh, B Slam Summer, we would like to bring you on because we see that you said that you just took the, took vaccine. the vaccine. So we would love to hear and your you've been thoughts. sick for five days. Yeah. Girl, I ain't got so five days to give. We'd love to talk to you. I ain't got five days to give. Yeah, and I mean, it's like we said, we're not trying to get anybody to change their mind. We want you guys to use your mind. But also, too, we see the comments of you guys saying, well, maybe there's another side to this and another opinion. So this is somebody who actually took the vaccine. Let's see if they're able to come on and talk with us for a little bit. It, it, look at me. Oh, I look rough and stuff with my Afro pup. Yeah. <laughs> somebody said that my makeup was flawless. Can I tell you? Thank you so much, because I ain't got on jack. Mm -hmm. This is called Wash Face, No Base. Come on, Wash Face. I want to talk about the teachers in school, because, you know, they're talking about opening the schools here March the 1st, yeah. and all the teachers don't have to be vaccinated. So somebody was asking me, do I think that teachers should be vaccinated? I'm talking, no, that's their choice, because just because mm -hmm. you're a teacher don't mean that you uh, have to get vaccinated, baby. They got families. They have children, husbands, lives, all of that. That okay. is it's ridiculous. Bring oh, up Bobby Clifford. Clifford. Bobby Clifford, come on in here. Tell us something. Tell me something. Tell you me got the vaccine too. Tell me how you how it did you, Bobby Clifford. Bobby Clifford tipped me ten dollars every day. I love you, Bobby Clifford. Hi Hello, there. Beautiful. Hi, how are you? Tell us about this vaccine. You had it. Yeah, how was your experience? So I work at um Mass General Hospital in Boston. And um, Ooh, they offered us the, um, the vaccine. It was up to us whether we wanted to get it or not. One of the reasons that they do that is because we don't have enough data on it. So the, I work with scientists, right? And they want to make sure we have the data. So if you wanted to get the vaccine, you could get the vaccine. I chose to because I have a special needs sister that I care for, as well as an older mom. I'm the same age as you, Flynn. So I have an older mom that I live with. 30. 
Exactly. So, well, 31, let's not lie. Oh. So, um, <laughs> good job, good job. So, I chose to get it. Um, and uh, I, I was very lucky. I have had no symptoms or anything from it. I will tell you that we had sent my mom down to Florida, um, down to Naples to be with her sisters to um, kind of hang out and try to bypass this because they're insular down there amongst themselves. But she came home last week got the vaccine. She didn't quarantine like she should have 10 days and then get the vaccine. She got the vaccine two days later. She had COVID within three days. Mm. So they, they did tell us, because she's only fluish, that um, they think that one of the reasons that her symptoms are lesser is because she did get the, um, the vaccine. We don't, again, we don't know because there's not enough data. Well, how is she doing now? Who the hell knows? I don't go. I knock on the door and say, the food's outside, old lady. Come open the door and pick it up. I'm not going in. Because yeah. <laughs> I get the yeah. special needs sister, right? So I can't, I can't take the chance. So we were able to take that off her plate. I have another sister. There's three girls. Um, but so I don't go in at, at all, you know, into the apartment. Um, she's only had it for a few days. She's losing her mind because, you know, someone telling her that she can't go outside is, she wouldn't go outside anyway. But you know, the fact that we're telling her she can't go outside, she's losing it. But she's doing okay. She's sleeping. I would say she's sleeping out of a 24-hour day. She probably sleeps 20 hours. So that's how it's affecting yeah. her. You know, she didn't get it Chris Cuomo-ish, you know, those horrible hallucinations and everything that he got, thank God. Um, she's got a little bit of a junky cough, but so far, so, you know, we're like five days, six days in. This is all we have, you know, that she has. But you got the vaccine as well, though, right? Bobby? I did. I did. So I got the vaccine. I was, I was supposed to get it again today, my second vaccine. I put it off because my son also works at uh, Mass General Brigham. And he's actually in the hospital for something aside. So just so we coordinated and we did it together, I'm going to get it on Thursday. So I'll keep you guys posted. And how was the first shot, though? Because you said you're getting your second one. So any side like effects? Nothing. The first you know, one? I, I, I mean, I, I'm a beefy girl. So she put it in my arm and I didn't even know it was there. You know, I was waiting. I'm like, are you going to give it to me? She goes, oh, it's over. So I am nothing that day. The next day, and I'm not complaining. This is if somebody asked me and then you poked me in my arm, it was a little bit sore. That's it. I didn't get any. Well, I'm going to say this, Bobby Clifford. I'm going to keep my eyes on you because this is how I know if you went crazy or not behind the vaccine. Because you tip me $10 every day. Every day she tips me $10. If you start tipping me hundreds, I'm going to say something wrong with that lady. If you start tipping me thousands, I'm going to say this vaccine then went crazy. And, and, and I will refund it if you have the sense enough to ask. But if you don't, I won't. Oh, my God. No, no. I've been blessed. I'm working. Hey, the most exciting thing is you said boobs out of my neck today. I'll be the happiest girl in town. I'll be popular. Uh, you My know, Bobby, I, I, and I love that you watch me. You've been watching me for a long time. And I'm telling you, I have never pushed for telling people not to take it. It is in my no, no, own psyche, in my mind. Yeah, I'm not going to take it because I'm going to that um, about Instagram saying something. I'm sorry. I have you got, I actually got, so I've been watching you since the day after They Ready was, was released. I loved you. Oh, I went on when you. you weren't doing these lives, when you were just doing your little five minute blips. And I got this arm thing so that I could put the um, phone up while I work. But I look like I'm looking at the sky. I also am in the middle of painting my room. It looks like Tin Pan Alley behind me. I don't, you know, a, a bit of a mess. So sorry about that. Hopefully the, oh, we and the luck will be better next time. Can you see? It looks like that, almost like a big, big swatches. That's where I had holes in my wall. So I- You can't even them. really see it on our end. Girl, oh, we are, look, God. we are sad in the background. Don't feel bad. Oh, God. And 
you think you look cute until you're on this and you go, oh, no, not so much. <laughs> you look great. You look oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby, so love so you guys. I'm having a great because... time. I had, a, you know, absolutely having the best time watching you. I'm loving well, watching you, you grow and flourish, Flame. It's terrific. And you as well, Lauren. This is a great opportunity oh. for you. This is wonderful. Well, I want to ask you a question, Bobby, while I have you on here. Thank sure. you, first of all. Which Black historian resonates with you? <laughs> Crispus Attic. So I love, I did learn in school, Crispus. So he was the first American to die for the flag. And he was a black, a black and Indian man. Indian being American Indian. I, so I guess I should first American. I'm sure I'm saying it not politically correct. But yes, he was. He was the first person to die. So he was my favorite. favorite. I did something on him in like fifth grade or something. And I just loved him. Oh, girl, politically correct don't work on this page. Baby, let know, me tell you I something. Try. I try to be a I know, but I, 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 got, I got a dick and titties. I'm not even anatomically <laughs> correct. So, yeah, that don't, that don't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, for all the others who aren't as accepted, yeah, I was trying. I'm like, uh, first American, I guess. I listen, we are praying for your family yeah. and your sister oh, you. and your mom and everybody. You just stay safe. Let us know. Keep us informed on what happens after that second dose, because I've heard different stories from different people. Yeah that the yeah. second dose was the doozy. So you let me know about it. And, and I've heard that as well. So I am prepared. I actually rescheduled because I was getting it today. It was a Monday. And I said, maybe if I get it on Friday. So if I am sick, I have like Saturday, Sunday to recuperate rather than yeah. be sick the whole week and then lose pay, which I don't want to do either. Um, right. It's too cheap as dirt. Plus, I have a lot of student. I got my master's later and I got a lot of student loans. Well, thank you, beautiful lady. We, we appreciate you. Thank you. Yes. Thanks, thank guys. You. I really appreciate it. <laughs> bye, Bobby. Bye, bye. Blame homie. Look at Lauren. She's hit that one right there. Okay. And that. See? Um, where is B Slammer? I do want to. We do want to come and talk to you. Um, because we see you saying. I just seen it right there. Go back. You see that your experience is a little different with. Right. Or up a little bit more. No. That way. Yeah. 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 No. No. Oh, get me so blessed, cause me so blessed on lunch, and they had the vaccine. Okay. Cause I seen their function. Me so blessed, you still on lunch? Come on with us. Can y'all see us? Me and Lauren, we real close, and we close. Don't we look like a picture? <laughs> She's my older sister. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Hi, Lauren. Hi. How are you? Good. Can you guys hear me? Okay. I'm at work. We, we can hear you. Fine. Yes. We see you. Hello, gorgeous. Okay. So hi. Are... How are Flame? I watched it on. Saturday, it was wonderful. I loved it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I watched it with my nephew. He's 17. So it was a good icebreaker for a safe sex talk. Great. That's great to hear. Yes. The hypocrisy, I loved it. The hypocrisy of that show is it was a safe sex condom campaign. Some, some I ain't used in probably about. Okay, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. We wanted to bring you on because uh, we're we wanted to talk to a couple of people who've actually taken the vaccine. Um, so what was your experience like? Oh, no, I didn't take the vaccine. Oh, I you thought you said when you, you was on lunch, you had taken the vaccine. No, no, no. I haven't taken it. I'm not going to take it. I don't plan on taking it. Okay, so tell us oh, why. Okay. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. There's not enough information. People are dying from getting it. People are passing out. Different things are happening. And we, we don't see it all in the media, but I don't trust it at all. Okay. I mean, that's understandable. No. Everybody has to make their own decisions, so. Mm-hmm. 
My biggest issue was, first of all, I don't trust Fauci. And I've said that publicly. I said it again. And then when Lauren took me to get a a test at the fire department, there was a fireman there who said that he wasn't taking it. This was a firefighter. This was a fireman who had been on his job for years. When I heard that, baby, it was like God just opened up my eyes and said, everything that you said, my child, is true. I am not taking that. I'm just not. It's just not. My brother is a surgeon, and he said he is not taking it. He's not. Wow. They told him that he can. You know, he's first on the list. They haven't made it mandatory, but he said he's not taking it. And he's black. And he's black, and he's in the medical field. And he, he first, said no. And he's first on the list. When we, when black folks been first for any damn thing? Right. 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 They, they really want to help us out, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. Okay, so now I got you. Which black historian resonates with you? Gladys West. Her name is Gladys West. And she was very instrumental in the mathematics behind the GPS system. Oh, okay. Tell us about yes. it. Let's hit us. I want to know. This I love her. She wasn't featured in the movie. You know, they had the movie Hidden Figures. Yes. She wasn't featured in the movie, but she's still alive to this day. She was born in 1930, and she's still alive. And she was very instrumental in the mathematics behind the GPS system. Wow. Well, thank you for that. Girl, we would have never knew that had you not told us. Right. Thank That's you. why this page is a transfer of information because we learn from each other. And you know that movie, Matt, that movie Hidden Figures was written about me because every time I go to the airport, they find my hidden figure. Okay. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> you are best flame. I love you, Flame. I love Thank you guys so much. I really thank you. I take so my lunch break every Gladys Monday West. at one o'clock. See, y'all write down these names because y'all need to learn these things to teach to your children. Yes, yes, indeed. Thank I move my lunch break too. around just to watch your show. Oh, well, I appreciate that. And happy, how was your Valentine's Day? It was nice. I, I was my own Valentine. It was beautiful. Period. Yes, yeah, self love. We yes. love that. I cook dinner for myself and everything. Uh, exactly. I, cook, I cook dinner for myself too, but somebody else gave me dessert. Okay, love, we love. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans, to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us.
Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Jesus. Uh-huh. Okay, B slam something we are coming to you right now because we see all your comments. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on, come on. You been took the vaccine. Yeah, You've been come sick. On. And we praying for you, but we want to come know. On in. There it is. Okay. Hi. Hi. Hello, How are you? Good. What's your name? Um, Stephanie Lamoff. Hello, Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. I put B S for uh my husband Bertrand and me, and then our last name is Lamont. Oh, okay. Summer, yeah. Well, I'll say to you that I work in the hospital, one of one of one of the biggest hospitals ever, Yale. And um, I've had the first and second vaccine. Now, initially, I thought not to take the vaccine, and then my husband had a little heart situation that came up because he's such a hard worker, and he's never been on medication or anything like that. And when the heart doctor told him to get vaccinated. I, I work in pharmacy, so I started talking to a lot of pharmacists and stuff. And, you know, in a hospital setting, before any patient gets any kind of medications, a pharmacist has to research, um, look in the clinicals and make sure that medication is okay for the patient, that their kidney levels are correct, and so on and so forth. So they have to read a lot of stuff, you know, clinically. And so then I had a few pharmacists to say, okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take the vaccine, but I'd rather do Moderna. And so that's the type of vaccine I've gotten. I have diabetes. So after my husband said he was going to get it, I was like, okay, let me talk to pharmacists. And then I decided I was going to get it. Um, First vaccine, I had a sore arm. Second vaccine, I was so sick. And I felt like it had invoked every system in my body. And I said, although they tell you they're not injecting you with COVID, they should tell you that they're injecting you with something similar that is going to invoke every system in your body, which talking to the pharmacist, they say it's similar to 
to having the flu. They say a lot of people are being tested for COVID versus flu, which is the same kind of test because hospitals are getting paid more that if a patient dies from COVID versus the flu. Um, but long story short, I was very sick after the second one. I, I had never had a, um, a fever as an adult. Um, after the third day, I didn't know what to do. So how I started calling. Days, how many days were you sick? Five. I was, I was wow. off. I took the week off only because I know that when I get sick, I'm going to be down for three or four days. And so I took a week off just so that when I got the vaccination, if I had a reaction, um, that I could have that time off. But when I called my doctor's office, I, I called the ED first to talk to the charge nurse. I guess they were too busy and they are overwhelmed um, with COVID patients. And then I called my doctor's office and he says, Stephanie, drink a lot of water. Drink, he says, make sure you're drinking a lot of fluid and take Tylenol every four hours. So then what most people start doing in the pharmacy is taking Tylenol before the second dose. And so then they had like less time down, but it is designed to invoke every system in your body, it pushes it. And I also understand now that, you know, it's not FDA approved, even all the animal testing hasn't been done. However, it's some new type of technology that they're using. So, of course, the type of person I am. <laughs> new technology. No, seriously. I, I yeah, it is a technology. Which... 5G is supposed to, like, spark it. Something oh, with the 5G. I didn't know that. Yeah, I read that somewhere recently. So, and with the technology and learning that part, I was like, okay, so, you know, with all this other stuff I'm hearing, did they inject us with a microchip? So, you know, I'm kind of like, a, I'm, I question everything. But another thing that made me get it is I'm seeing people in the hospital just drop like flies with COVID. I mean, we just lost a lady that is a business unit clerk on a COVID floor. She has seven sons. She, she just passed away. And they were ra trying to raise $100,000 so that if she comes out of this, that she would be able to um, not have to go back to work to take care of her family. But what I do know and what I can tell you and how much I can disclose is once once you're put on the, they're taking precaution with putting people on ventilators now, but once you go on a ventilator and, the, and the, you're diagnosed with COVID. You're toast. That's, yeah. You ain't got to say it. That's you're it. toast. I'll say yeah. it. That, that's Shit. what I heard too. Um, my mom's best friend actually ended up getting COVID and it was to the point where she almost needed to go to the hospital. Um, but what she was saying was when she got there, like, please don't put me on a ventilator. Please don't put me, because it's like, apparently that's like the death sentence. If you go on a ventilator, you're not coming back from it. Yeah, because so. you're under and you can't tell, you you can't yeah. tell them when your body is receiving too much oxygen because you are in a comatose state. I don't want to take too much oxygen. Shit, I don't want to take well, the too much other thing is, the other thing is, is they're keeping you paralyzed. So you, so you don't wake up. Wow. Mm. Okay, so I'm glad we're glad you're better. I'm glad your yes, husband definitely. is better. I I I I, I, I love you, Flame. I've been watching you before 
She ready. Um, oh, well, I, I saw you on T.S. Madison, and since then, I've been following you. We're going to have T.S. Madison on my show here on the 28th. I want to ask you a question. I know you said that your husband took it, and you talked to some pharmacies and to some other people. What made you finally decide to say, you know what, I'm going to do it? Because I know that you were on the fence about it, because from what you said to us, what made you finally say, I'm just going to do it? Because I've had diabetes for over 30 years, hmm. and I'm on an insulin pump, and... I just felt like if it's um, anything that I can do um, and, and believe, try to have some faith about it. Um, I'm doing all these other preventive steps, you know, wearing a mask, um, you know, now we're wearing goggles and shields on the floor and all that kind of stuff. You know, even as just technicians going to low medications to the machines. I felt like as a diabetic, you know, I just need to take every precaution. And with my husband, his, my husband has a, a brother who's a doctor. And that my husband decided to take it, I said, I'm going to take it. Mm. Well, we appreciate you sharing your story. I want to ask you a question. What, what Black historian resonates with you? So what Black historian resonates with me is Harriet Tubman. See. And although everybody knows about her, I have a girlfriend who's a real estate agent, and she says she wants me to watch that movie, and God forgive me that I haven't watched it yet, because she she says, Stephanie, you remind me so much of Harriet Tubman. She says, you're always about saving people and saving your people and giving them knowledge and rescuing people, so yeah. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us today on Laugh and Learn. We appreciate you, love. Have me safe. And thank you for your service. Flame, thank you for being who you are and for, for being so truthful and so honest and, and for educating people. Every time you have a live, you're always educating. Thank you. Thank you, too, young lady. I don't know you. That's Lori. You. That's Lori. Her <laughs> name is Lori. What's her last name? Hogan, Lori, Lori Hogan, Lori. Lori Hogan, <laughs> no, I will be following. Lori. Thank you both. This my baby. Yes. Thank, thank you, you Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. You too. Baby, she said that uh, her friend told her she reminded her of Harriet Tubman. Now, I love Harriet Tubman now. Yeah. Harriet Tubman was a beast. Well, well let, me you, let me tell you, get out of Ferris. Uh, let me tell y'all something. I'm not like that. If I would have got away, y'all would have been on y'all own. I wouldn't come back to get my kids, my mama, or not nobody. Y'all asked would have had to get away on y'all own because I wasn't going to take the last. Where you at? Where are you at? The grocery store. Oh my God, you all masked up and hat, went ahead. I can't see you. I see light. Hi. Oh, hello there. There you are. Hi, how are you? Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm good, Flame. I'm good, Flame. So I just wanted to talk about one of my ancestors who's Black History. Okay. Um, Tell me. The, it's about the Lovings. I don't know if you ever heard of them. They were yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. The movie. Mildred, I remember the movie. Mildred Jeter is my great, great aunt. Oh, okay. So she was a part of that, and they like fought and were like destroyed, and people were hating them because they were an interracial couple. So they went through all these trials, and they became the first interracial couple to be accepted and merged and get a certificate in America. 
that's good culture. That's that's good yeah. DNA. You came from good stock. I fear, I fear. I remember me and your conversation on Love Lounge. You got to let me know when that go down. You got to let me know. Down. It went down already. Oh, we're we talking about that on this show. We're talking about that. Yeah. The other show. And guess what? I did exactly what my ancestor did, and I then married me a Mr. Charlie. Are you married to a white young? You married to a, a Caucasian young man. Oh, let me see my, play that fucking music, white boy. Let me see what he looks like. <laughs> he got a little hat, bro. But you know, you know, Ferris, what's beautiful about that, that you came from that and that you're sharing this story, because I always talk about it on Love Lounge. Love ain't no color. Love ain't no damn color. And I and I tell I, I even have to tell Lauren that, you know, not to say she was opposed to marrying yeah. someone else. But you don't miss your golden opportunity or your husband or your wife because of what color they are. Love is love ain't no color. You can exactly. fall in love with somebody that looks nothing like you. And, and learn from stereotype about, I think that's beautiful. And that stereotype about what's been down below, that ain't true for all of them. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 preach it to the choir now because I know some of these white boys is slanging, baby. Woo! What's that song? He fills me up. He fills me up. <laughs> Where are you with all these clothes on? Where y'all at? It's cold. I'm in Buffalo. Oh, New York? Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all get 79 inches mm. of snow. Ridiculous in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah we're, we're getting 15 inches tomorrow or tonight, they say. That's why you're in the grocery store. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Thank you. I will see you at Love Lounge later. See you thank at you Love Lounge. Lounge. So thank you for the information. Congratulations to you on your booth. Thank you. I want details. back. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Goodness my gracious. God. The Lord oh. is my shepherd. I should not want. Are we bringing somebody back in? Oh, bring in Pam. Bring on Pam, since we're already on the East Coast. Let's bring Pam on. Pam on the East Coast. Y'all like this lipstick color? Oh, this is too That was hours. towards me. This is the lipstick. Oh, they come on. Lorna, y'all know Pam. I don't have lipstick. Hey. Hi, how are you? Pam. Hey, Lauren, baby. How are you? You look gorgeous yeah. with your hair down. Oh, thank you. It's all her yes. hair, too. No it's weave, beautiful. no trash. And thank you. you. And you, this man man too. you looking good, too. No weave, no trash. <laughs> Pam, I want to ask you a question because Pam is like Pam is like TTJ and Pam is a very brilliant woman. She's lived a long life. She's oh, been married to her Caucasian husband for 27 years. They got That's beautiful today. children. Pam, what, what black historian resonates with you? Well, I have a couple. I had to uh, have my notes. Um, oh, hello? Uh-oh. Do we know that do we know Okay, you hear me? You hear me? Okay. Yeah. Betty Boop. Do we know about Betty Boop? Betty Boop was Betty based was on like, a black you know woman. Okay. Esther Jones, her character was stolen by this by a, a, a white woman who went on to make the money and all up, you know, from the 20s, Cotton Club, Esther Jones. And then also something a little bit more uh, uh, scientific, Dr. Walter McAfee, without him, they wouldn't have been able to calculate what it takes to get to the moon. 1946. Mm. Well, wait a minute. I thought that was Taraji. Oh! That wasn't Taraji. No, that I'm wasn't Taraji. <laughs> that was before Taraji. You Ooh. silly. You so silly. 
The Moors are from Hell Italy. No, they no. are. Because Italians are actually black. Right, right, right. Italians are actually black. Hello, Sicily. Sicily? Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's a lot of that self-hate going on with the with the uh, Italians and the Sicilians? Because they yeah. black blood. They got black blood. They hate You're it. right. It's just, just own that. But that oh, is but Oh, Pam. Oh, I hated that analogy, though, Pam. Yeah, I know it's the truth, and I know yeah, it's, it's the true. truth. Damn, it's so, true. have you thought? Did you, did you just hear that they got all this hate, self hate because of yeah. the black blood? That means Isn't that, that shows how much black people are so much uh, the crabs in the barrel. Just ooh. even more to that. You, we can even look at uh, like The Godfather. I don't know if you guys. Oh, have, yes. I hope I hope everybody's watched The Godfather. But even uh, when they had their large meeting with all the heads of the five families, when they talked about you know they wanted to sell drugs and that they only put it in the the black neighborhoods in the, black, in the you we'll know keep out, we'll keep it out of schools but we can put it in the black neighborhoods because oh, yeah. that's fine yeah it's there's a lot of representation of what that stems from yeah it's 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 so deep it's so it's like that vein of the vein is so long and so deep you know it's mm-hmm. like it's it's really something but what we need to realize as black people and people of color how much this how much of this world we created yeah how much of the love how much of in, uh, inventions um everything culture that we're all up in there everybody thinks that you know they're you know they hate them they don't realize when they hate on black people they're probably hating themselves or people of color they're hating themselves so they need to stop you know it's terrible it is terrible, Pam. Yeah. Pam, let me ask you a question. How was your yeah, Valentine's baby. Day? How was oh, your Valentine's was Day with your husband? Oh, we we all we did family time, really, uh, with the boys. We watched we watched the Fred Hampton movie. I cooked them all a nice dinner. Um, you know, we just hung out. You know, that's what we you know, after twenty seven years, you do your little notes and we, we, we have an understanding, you know. We do a lot of big things, we do little things. You know, so it was a, it was one of those uh, family valentines, and then you know later on, there was some situations. <laughs> look look at my face! Look at my face! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Y'all yeah. had your own love lounge. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just get it in when you can when you got the, you know, the family. It's no big deal. You have that Valentine's all the time. Pam, what that weather like over there in New Jersey? Because I know where it's you at. Mess. We waiting on some other icy shit to come down, and we still got all the snow left from uh, a week ago. It's covered. It's covered. It's a mess. But you know, you do what you do. You just live through it. And we're gonna melt out hopefully next week when some rain comes. Hopefully, and we well, can get rid you. of some of this. Thank you, Pam, for coming on and sharing, especially information yes. about the Moors, because I think I Absolutely. knew that, but I didn't. Look it up, that. everybody. Mm-hmm. Look up the Moors and see the influence from uh, the. All the way back to the the ninth or tenth century, uh, over in Spain and all Ita- Italy and Spain, honey. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. Pam. Mark, Mark, right, baby, baby. Come on. 
the doctor, he gonna come on and give us some information. Bye -bye. We ain't gonna see his face. Bye, Pam. Thank fabulous. you. Show was fabulous. Thank, thank you. you. Yes, Let me tell you something. Bring bring Marky Mark on because his uh his partner, who's a doctor, is gonna come on and talk about the vaccine. He just took it. I want to talk about y'all. Know that Meghan Markle is pregnant with baby number two. Come you know on. the queen is having a fit. Come Prince on. Harry, you can't stay up out of it, player, can you? Hey, that's that Compton cooch. Yes. <laughs> where, where are you? Ain't she from Compton? Ain't what? There he is. Ain't she from Compton? Meghan Markle. Uh, she is. Not or South Central, I think. There he is, Mark. Come on. Is he not on? Send the quest. Okay. Baby, let me tell you something. Prince Harry, you know the queen mad as hell. You know the queen over there. Like you you just gonna keep knocking her up. Marky Mark. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yes. Okay. Um yeah, but he got home early. So I heard the one lady who was talking about like this new it's a, it's a new type of vaccine, meaning the messenger RNA. So explain what the difference is between like a flu shot and the messenger RNA and why your opinion on it. And my opinion on it. Your opinion on the vaccine. All right. Well, the vaccine, the two that are being administered currently, the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine are both messenger RNA vaccines, which means they analyzed the entire DNA code of the virus and they found one little section that was like the blueprint for the little spikes on the outside of the viral uh, particle structure. And then they created RNA, which, which matches up to that DNA section. And so that's what you're getting injected into you is like a little piece of the blueprint that codes for those little spikes. And then that's what your body will make antibodies to, so that if you ever are exposed to the actual virus, your body will already have these antibodies that can attack those spikes and latch onto the virus and kind of mark it for destruction and, and make it easy for your body's immune system to kill it off quickly. Right. Okay. So let me ask you a question. And I'm calling you Bay because that's what Mark calls you. And I don't want to ask your name because everybody, these people here know you, Bay. They don't need to know your real name. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, though, on a series too. So, what about people who have pre existing conditions, who have diabetes, who have HIV, who have what have you? What is it going to do for them? Because those are the ones that they're trying to really push it to now that they're saying, this is in California. I'm in California. I know you guys are in Florida. But those are the ones that at first they said you couldn't take it. Now they're saying that people who even have like fillers, I don't have fillers, but I have black market silicone in my body. I have silicone breast implants. What about me if I decided to take it? I'm completely against it. But if I decided to take it, what would that do for me? Well, it would do the same thing it does for everybody. It would make your body uh, develop these antibodies for the spikes on the virus so that if you're ever exposed to the actual virus, you'll fight it off much easier. Ooh, but you know what? Let me let me tell you why where I met with you right this on this information, babe, because I've been very adamant about not getting it, and I'm still not getting it. Uh, and the fact that you are Mark's partner and you got it and you're a, a doctor and Mark still doesn't want to get it, I'm still not convinced. I, I can't get convinced by that. Because he let me and let me tell you why I'm so shredded about the information. First of all, I don't trust Dr. Fauci. I haven't trusted Dr. Fauci since uh, Ronald Reagan years with the HIV and and AZT, that medication that was killing everybody. They say it killed AIDS. It did kill AIDS. What they forgot to tell you was that it killed you. That's why it killed the AIDS because it killed you. There is so much misinformation and so many untruths that has been put out by the government and so many doctors that we 
that we thought we trusted that I don't know what to believe. And that's why I met with so many people. We are on the fence and afraid. I'm actually afraid. So talking to you, we appreciate that. But so, I have a couple of questions for you too, though, before we move on. So one is we now know that there are seven different variants here in the U.S. of COVID. So in terms of the vaccine, how is that supposed to combat these new strains that are appearing in the in the U.S.? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good question. I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot of data on that specifically, but the hope would be that the variants, as long as they have something resembling those spiky projections on their surface, then the antibodies that we have from the vaccine um, will still offer us some protection because they still have those, you know, that spiky exterior. Ooh, that word, that word, some protection just shook me right there. Some protection. Ooh, I'm some protected from a bullet. Oh, I don't like that. Because that would be my question to you, though, because I know, like, for instance, the um, the Moderna vaccine is said to be 95% effective and Pfizer, I think, is about 90. So do you guys have the data or the percentage of what the protection level is with these uh, new variants coming? Like, what is the level of protection with you getting the COVID vaccine in case you encounter these uh, variants? No, I don't. I have not seen actual numbers or data. I would okay. just, I'd be completely guessing. Maybe it's 50%, maybe it's 75%, who knows? But, but even 1% is better than nothing. So why do you think that the vaccine, why do you think people should get the vaccine or why did you get it? I got it because I don't want to have to be stressed out as much and be worried about contracting this virus and worried that, you know, I'm that one in a thousand person that gets really, really, really sick or potentially could die from it. You know, now I know that my body is going to be more prepared to fight it off. And, um, you know, I think we're all tired of living our lives in fear of this stupid virus. So, I mean, that's really why I did. I don't want to live in fear anymore. Bay, let me ask you a question because we know that you guys just lost a very close personal friend to post possibly to COVID. Was that a deciding factor with you getting the vaccine? Uh, No, even before that happened, I still, you know, was very much interested in getting the vaccine as soon as it was available. Someone asked, uh, they think that all vaccines are the same as the messenger RNA. What's the difference between the flu vaccine or flu shot and the messenger RNA? Some vaccines um, actually contain weakened versions of the actual virus itself, the whole virus, not just like a piece of DNA that codes for one little part of the virus, but the entire sequence. But it's like a weakened version, so it's easier for your body to fight off but you're still technically being injected with something that is actually infecting you and multiplying and spreading in your body until your body fights it off. Whereas this, this can't multiply, this can't reproduce. It's just the one little, you know, you know, CC of fluid that they inject in you and that's it. It's not gonna spread, it's not gonna divide and replicate. It's just that one little piece and, and then your body makes antibodies to it. That, but I want I want to touch on that too because I, I I saw that somewhere is that because that's the reason why for instance the Moderna vaccine has to be refrigerated at a certain temperature because it's got to keep its potency or efficacy whatever you want to call it and is that once it's injected into your body it disperses but however it only lasts in your body for a certain amount of time and it like evaporates is that correct? Unclarity, right? You're not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it will. I don't think it evaporates, but it probably just breaks down and. 
gets, you know, dissolves into nothing and broken down into uh, waste products that your body just reabsorbs and then gets rid of. And we've talked about this because I, I think you talked about it with your dad the other day is that if let's say it only lasts six months, it's not changing your perspective on getting the vaccine. If the protection only lasts six months. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that would be disappointing. Um, and that would be unusual. I mean, almost all vaccines offer at least a few years of protection. The reason that they say you get the flu shot every year is because there's so many different strains of the flu that every year they look at kind of what are the most popular flu strains that year and they, they make a vaccine that contains those flu strains or what they, they think it will be. But with this, this isn't that situation and I you know I doubt it would be six months you know it, it might be a few years it might be five years it might be ten years and but if enough of us get vaccinated around the world eventually this thing will get marginalized into such such small numbers and it won't keep spreading around the world that it won't be a minor problem two other good questions that someone just asked one was if I if they've already had COVID and they have the antibodies should they get the vaccine still that's a good question. Um, we don't know how much immunity is, you know, gained by having the virus and then recovering from it, but probably a decent amount. So I think it's a judgment call. I mean, it can't hurt you. You know, it could only help you additionally because maybe it actually would help with these variants. Maybe your antibodies to the COVID virus that you got exposed to um, don't attack the spikes and they attack some other part of the virus that this other mutated, you know, strain doesn't have. And so maybe you're only protected from that one strain, whereas maybe the vaccine will give you actually more protection because it's coding for those little spikes, which most variants seem to have that spike. And if someone is vaccinated, why is it important that they still wear masks? Because... Can they still get the virus? They can still get exposed and it can, you know maybe live inside them for a few days and they'll be asymptomatic and won't show any signs or symptoms, but they could then spread it to other people who have not been vaccinated. So scary. That's still scary to me. Uh, I, Dr. Bay, I so appreciate you coming on and giving us this information because I'm telling you, it opened my mind up to think about some things. I do know for sure that I am not, here's my vaccine right here. I know you can't see because we don't want to see your face. This is my vaccine right here. It's been working since March the 15th. Tell Bay, Dr. Lysol is my friend. <laughs> I do have one more question for Dr. Bay before we, before we get off here. And again, Mark, thank you so much for, for bringing him on. My question is, because it doesn't seem like we know how long this vaccine lasts in our system, because, you know, Dr. Bay said it could be five years, it could be 10 years. Mm -hmm. How do we know that we're not going to have to get another round of vaccination anyway. or have to get booster shots Every in between yeah. if we don't know how long this COVID vaccine protection is going to last? What, I mean, what do we, we say to that? I, I'd say you're right. We don't know. And we may have to get more, you know, until enough people get vaccinated to where the virus drops down to such small, small numbers that it's really no longer a threat. Um, we gotta, you know, keep fighting it. You know, I mean, if this was, if this was something deadly like Ebola, where like 90% of people who contract it will die from it, um, I think a lot more people would would probably be getting the vaccine. But because it's you know, a relatively mild virus for most people, 
there is this hesitation, but you know, there are people that, that do die from it. So the vaccine is not uh, only- 485,000 and counting, Dr. Bay. So that's, the, but that's more than mildly. That's a lot of people. That's almost a half a million people, Americans. Uh, I agree. Out of, and I think it's about a five or 10% rate of the people who got COVID who actually developed severe illness or died. It's around five to 10%. That's a high you know, number. I, I, you know that, that I, oh, please don't take this as a disrespect, but that sounded very disregarding. Five to 10%. Tell that to somebody who lost their mother or father or their brother or sister. Percentage don't mean nothing when you lose a personal loved one. Y'all lost your friend. Mark was all shook up about y'all friend who passed away. This disease is very personal. And until they give me some reassurances, because 90%, 95%, I am black, I'm transgendered, I live an alternative lifestyle. I might be that five percent that it doesn't work for. That's my fear. So the ninety percent that it works for ninety my for fear context, is that my for context because I know what you were saying. Context equivalenting it to the Ebola virus. What what were you meaning by that? Because the Ebola virus, someone who catches that and the death rate is significantly higher compared yeah. to what we're dealing with yeah. now is what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I was I was just kind of speculating that maybe that's why some people uh, are not wanting to get vaccinated because they're, um, you know, it's not as deadly. It was a speculation. Well, I can, I'll say this as to why I don't feel comfortable to get vaccinated. One, Blaine brought up the fact that, you know, my father works for the fire department. He's one of the highest ranking members in the fire department for Los Angeles City. And he's constantly in these meetings. He's having conversations with doctors and the mayor and everybody else. And he's not getting enough information for him to feel safe to do it. He also, I also, he has also his other uh, colleagues on the fire department that's not comfortable either. Flame gave the story of, you know, feeling sick. We also had Stephanie that came on and talked about her experience. For me, when I was 12 years old getting a flu shot, I was bedridden for seven days with a stomach virus from the flu shot. So I'm not very gung-ho on the vaccinations to begin with. I'm very lucky to the point that I haven't had COVID, but I have friends who have gotten COVID. And it's a very scary experience for them. But the fact that there's so many I don't knows and we've got these variants, it doesn't make me feel comfortable to say, okay, well, let me risk my life, my vitals and everything else to take this on a hope and a whim that it's going to protect me and there's not enough information to back that up. Mm -hmm. that, that's my stance of how, why I'm not comfortable to take the vaccine. Uh, well, I understand that. I look at it differently. I look at it that if, if I get COVID, there is a 5 to 10% chance I might die from it. Whereas, I don't know, what is the percentage of people that have had serious problems from this vaccine? I, I haven't seen the numbers, but I'm assuming it's less than 1%. So it seems safer to get the vaccine, less than a 1% risk of something happening versus getting COVID. So I'd rather go with those odds. And just to wrap it up, I'm gonna be the final wrap it up person. Again, this is coming from someone who has years of, of medical experience and education. And let's be honest, a white Jewish man in our country compared to a lot of this audience who is people of color and have other things to uh, factor in or be concerned when it comes to the healthcare system in our country. So it's not to say one's right, one's the other. Again, back to what I've always said, if you're not comfortable, you're not comfortable, especially as a person of color, it's, it can be uh, 
off-putting to hear a white man in America who's a doctor say I'm comf I'm comfortable with it, if that makes sense. Oh, so. Mark and Mark, understand me that this was great. I, yes, we, we so appreciate Bay coming on yeah. and giving us this information. Thank you so much, Bay. That's what we call you because that's what we call you. Yeah, Dr. Bay. <laughs> because you have opened somebody's eyes and ears and you made somebody think. And on this page, Dr. Bay, we're not trying to get people to change their mind. I don't want to convince somebody to do with that. I want you to think for yourself and make the decision for yourself. I love the fact that you have taken this vaccine and Mark is still against it. You know, who knows? I may change my mind. Mark may change his mind. I don't think I'm going to change my mind because I ain't took a flu shot ever. My children have never had a flu shot. 18, 17, and 14, they've also never had the flu. So I understand the logic. I even understand the logistics in my psyche and in my head. And this might be because I'm a black person, Dr. Bay. It might be because I am a black person in this America, in this America, not in the 70s America, but in this America. Maybe that's part of my reasoning on why I don't want to do it. But the information that you have given us is fantastic. And yeah. we appreciate it. Thank you so much. We can't see your face, but you sound cute. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thanks for having <laughs> Thank you, guys. Marky Mike, I love you. I'll see you later, Pimpin. Thank you, Dr. Bay. Bye. See, we had a doctor come on and give us the information. And I think that's great, too, because a lot of people are have been asking, even in this episode that yeah. we're doing, you know, please bring a professional on. So we were able to bring a professional on. We brought in some different perspectives. So hopefully that gives you guys some insight. And if you're asking why y'all couldn't see Bay's face, because Bay is a professional. He's a doctor, yes. A, and then B, here's the, here's the pushback. His partner won't take the vaccine, and he will. That is great for us to see that because yeah. we live in the same house. You don't always have to think of like the decision. The ultimate decision is your decision. Whatever Absolutely. you want to do, whatever you want to do, bring me back on. I was about to say we had a show planned and nothing went as planned because sure it was a great not. conversation baby, that we Y'all been over the roof and through the woods, honey. I'm yeah. saying I'm listening. I'm saying take notes, baby. I'm right down. Exactly for sure. Hi, Nick. Hello. Wow. Wow. Yes. Okay. Uh, Unexpected. Talk up louder. We can barely hear you. Is that better? I, I see you, but I need to hear you. I'm turn your to, volume up. Turn that volume up. Turn that volume there you up. Go. All right. All right. Yes. I love that you brought in another voice and another uh, perspective. So, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that about wraps up our show. It does. <laughs> it does. Indeed. I think we should definitely end on that note. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Let me tell y'all something. Let me let me take Lauren on my picture. <laughs> let me tell y'all something right now. Laugh and Learn is the show that's called The Transfer of Information. We learn from each other. It was so many things that we learned today, myself included, that we yeah. don't know. And the reason we do this is because my flame mats, and I want to say this again, I pride myself, Nick Smith and Lauren Hogan as well, we pride ourselves on having the smartest listeners on the internet. We don't just teach y'all, we learn from y'all, because guess what? Y'all learn from us. Yeah, and we're learning too. That's why we ask you guys to come in and bring information, because as you guys are learning with us, we're also learning with you. And I'm not trying to tell y'all what to do. Baby, That the decision that you make about your life is your decision that you make about your life. On this page, what we do, Nicholas? Oh, all we all we do is encourage people to say what they want to say because we're not trying to get anybody to change their mind. We're only simply trying to get everybody to use their mind. And in order to use your mind, you have to have one. <laughs> Watch The Wizard of Oz and listen to the scarecrow say, sometimes people without brains do an awful lot of talking. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what?
to, wait a minute, Nick. Tomorrow, y'all, I will be on fifty one fifty with Corey Holcomb at eight p.m. Go to his page, Corey Holcomb fifty one fifty. I just did an interview with Head Crack. I don't know when it's going to air. Probably this week. Yeah, we'll give you all the information. But this was a dope show. We are outside in front of the, the fire pit. Kendall is there with the cameras and lights. This will still drop on Wednesday night at midnight, and like it's supposed to. we have interview on Thursday, too. Did you forget? Oh, we have an interview with Sirius Radio on Thursday. Sirius XM Radio. Sirius likes love language. Oh! <laughs> I was so hoping to see that. I was, I was afraid you were going to miss uh, promoting those because I'm like, well, you forget to promote those each time because they fall at the off time. So great. That's it. That's all I want to make sure you did. There you go. All right. Well, Nick, where can everybody find you? You can find me at Nick Smith News and hopefully back home tomorrow. But, you know, hey, we'll see. Keep me in your prayers. Yes. You're going to be there for a minute. I think they're going to keep you there for about three days. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to all the flame mess that chimed in today to give us all your information. Today was informative, if nothing else. I ain't cut up, cut up, but today was informative. And I was so intrigued with learning information and listening to how it is. Our baby, it was great. Mark for bringing Bay on. That was wonderful that, that he's a doctor. And we, we just found out in investment. We see you. You know we see you, White Chocolate. Yes. And it is it is uncanny to me that we are in this, in this situation that we are still in. I'm not telling y'all what to do, baby. Y'all make up y'all own mind. But thank you. But Nicholas, we're going to take you out because I can barely hear you for some reason. I don't know why I can't hear Nick. We'll mm -hmm. see Nicholas next week, though. We'll be in our, we'll be in our real studio next week, Lauren. Yes. Call us out, Lauren Hogan. So you can find me on Instagram at Lauren Armani H, as well as YouTube, per my instruction. I am Lauren Hogan on YouTube, and we are uploading all episodes of Laugh and Learn there. Also, too, we have a new Instagram page called This Is He, She, We, and that'll just simply be dedicated to the show. So you guys will get some uh, snips, uh, some snippets, rather, from Laugh and Learn. We're also going to maybe do a photo shoot soon when we can get Nick out here. Um, so we'll keep some content up there for you guys as well to look at. So. <laughs> That page is called This Is He, She, We. Um, and Flame, where can everybody find you? And you know where to find me at. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Flame Monroe. Instagram, I'm Flame underscore Monroe. IG, I'm Monroe Flame. And Facebook, I'm Marcus Flame Monroe Parker. I want to tell you guys to stay encouraged. Enjoy yeah. Black History Month. I hope you guys had a wonderful Valentine's Day. We are under construction with Laugh and Learn because we still work for iHeart, the Black Effect Network, and we're trying yep. to get it together. So next week, we will be all dazzled out in, in our new location. But thank you guys for coming with us, rolling with us today, listening to us. Hopefully, you took away something from this conversation today that will change your life for the good. Hopefully, you found something in this inspiring conversation because I'm inspired. I, I know what I, I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm not going to do. As soon as we're done, I'm going to eat. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Thank you guys so much. Laugh and learn later. I mean, love lounge later on IG. Peace. Laugh and learn is a production of the Black Effect Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. The show is produced by Tribble. Our theme music is by Chrissy Payne. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. 
Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 